And we are back. Welcome to Utter Descent. I'm your host, Brian, and with me, I'm literally sitting with Eric. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been interesting finally visiting the recording studio. It's got big glass panes. We have all the, th- like, a little refrigerator filled with, like, miniature sodas and yeah. everything. What do you think of that uh, that fountain we have out in the lobby? Is that real chocolate coming out of it? It, or? it is. It, it is. is. It's actually really, really hot fudge, so it's even better. Nice, nice. I really like the the way the sinks just dispense sparkling water. It's really cool. Yeah, and it's flavored. Did you did you taste it? Uh, no, I didn't. I uh, that's above my class. It flavors it based on your mood. Uh, mm, so it like syncs up with my uh, my runestone uh, color changing mood ring. Yeah, yeah. It actually um, detects your chakras, so it makes sure whichever ones are out of alignment, it feeds you that color. <laughs> <laughs> great <laughs> perfect my chakras have been misaligned since i uh was born so <laughs> that's what you get for being a heathen <laughs> anyway this is episode 19 of utter descent and this week we're going to be chitty chatting about a game that probably no one's heard of again called project zomboid hopefully this will be one of the last times we do a fairly meaningless indie game off of steam for a while and this will become like a rare event instead of every single episode we've been recording i'm glad that you uh admit that most of the games you like are meaningless um no most of the games i like you like and that's where the problem comes in that we can't argue about stuff if we are in agreement so if we just i guess have we have we talked about our next endeavor within uh you and i recording within uh, utter descent or i don't i don't know if we've actually talked about that on the show uh i don't think so that's a pretty recent and i think that you were you're working with pat on the last one so or and then kevin after that so i don't think so recently we've been trying to go through a couple couple games uh cooperatively like uh, uh elder scrolls online's the one we're working on now but we got a couple more uh up to date kind of games that uh we've all pitched in on by mm-hmm. that i mean brian's purchased for me to play and share <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully we'll be having some some more modern games coming on coming online soon yeah there's there's kind of two efforts within that realm um the one is the group as a whole we're going to try and play some more recent games um the one we're currently working on is sekiro shadows die twice which i Anyway, I can't stand those subtitles. There's absolutely like Sekiro is a perfectly fine name on its own. You don't need that extra sentence tacked on at the end of the name. No one's gonna use it. It's a Japanese game, man. Like you know, they they really do like having the secondary titles to most of their things when it comes yeah. to video games, at least. So you know, let them have their creative. Uh, uh... They were doing so much better. Like this is from Software. Their first one of this series of styled games was. Uh, demons souls which had like extra apostrophe s's on it for absolutely no reason to make it hard to say and they figured out they're like dark souls dark souls 2 dark souls 3 it worked bloodborne and now they're like sekiro shadows die twice (laughs) they just really have to hammer home that this is a souls type game i know it's not a souls game but it's got the same vibe on it they just want you to know don't worry, we're still on the masochistic trend of trying to get you to play a game that you're going to wind up having to grind through several times to understand what's going on. 
Yeah, it's the video game equivalent of pounding nails into the wall with your forehead. Uh, right, but it's fun, I think. Have you I played Dark Souls? I, I, <laughs> well, I've been told it's fun. No, I haven't. <laughs> it becomes fun after a while in that I'm not sure if I'm just enjoying the abuse now because I'm used to it or if I'm actually having fun. Well, regardless, uh, I'm looking forward to trying out Sekiro. I have mm-hmm. no idea how long it'll take us, so I may or may not be on that episode. Well... So the way we're doing these is that instead of trying to beat these games necessarily, we're going to just set up a time after which we're going to record. And especially for Sekiro, I still haven't beat Dark Souls. And we've done a recording on Dark Souls and I've played Dark Souls outside of the podcast. This style of game is just long and it's going to take forever for us all to beat it. So rather than trying to review it after we've all finished it, it's easier just to kind of do a take on it after we've put some more hours into it um that's part of the effort that we're doing last time i think i mentioned that or maybe when i was recording with kevin on uh, fallout we talked about how we're going to try and play through the halo series that's part of that effort to talk about more up-to-date stuff by talking about games were released 20 years ago so that we can talk about the new halo when it comes out um but eric and i are gonna instead of doing these trudging through the waters of indie games and flash games because that game was a flash game, Eric. It was not. It was uh, not an indie game. That was a flash game. It's not that a. You paid money for. See. You paid money for a flash game, sir. Yeah, but it was a good one. <laughs> <laughs> no. Anyway, um, we're gonna try and play through games that uh we can play cooperatively, and we'll probably have gripes about. And rather than doing the utter descent. I really like this game, fuck you. I really hate this game, fuck you. It's going to be more of a nuanced discussion about, you know, there was a lot of things we liked about this, but personally, I found this to really get on my nerves. So, like, for instance, we're doing uh, Elder Scrolls Online. We both love the Elder Scrolls series, but I know we're going to have problems with this because it's an online MMO-style Old Republic piece of garbage, and I know it's going to shit all over our beautiful Elder Scrolls series. <laughs> but for those of you who are curious, I am more pleasantly surprised with it than I thought I was going to be. Uh, I'm the second I saw someone riding riding a honey badger, I got very upset. See, honey badger is little known fact actually. Honey badgers actually hail from Varvenfell. Vardenfell. <laughs> you really going to do this right now? <laughs> they were original. No, yeah. Have you ever read the books? <laughs> <laughs> also, flaming unicorns, very common creatures in the mm. in the Red Mountain. You know. Mm. Yeah, this is this is all actually canon, and you just need to read the books. I'm gonna pull that on you, just like you're gonna pull that on me with Halo. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but the difference is, is that you're making up shit right now, <laughs> and I won't be. <laughs> right, that's fair. Well, um, I'll I'll quote from the Halo book and give you the citation. <laughs> Great. Page uh, thirty-two of I can't remember the title of it, aside from like <laughs> New Blood or something. I uh, yeah, beats me. Moral. I read one of them, and I think I was reading a middle book rather than a beginning book. <laughs> Mortal Didactum, or the one just called Halo. The flood that sounds like a good place to start you actually have to start with the fall of breach that's the first one. Oh, okay well unless you want to go back in time anyway so um outside of that kind of news i want to touch on the vr headset that i finally broke down and purchased so i won't go through all of the history of what led to me actually 
purchasing this one in particular, but I ended up getting the HTTC Vive, uh, which is awesome. Just so you know, anyone who's looking for them, I did a lot of, I wouldn't call it research, but a lot of reading on you know the different models that are out right now. Honestly, buy whatever one. It really does not seem to matter which one you get. The only thing I would hesitate on is getting the um, Oculus Quest, I believe, because some of the Oculus ones are not as friendly with like Steam and kind of want you to go through their own personal shop. Whereas the Vive and the Index, obviously the Index, since it's made by Steam, will directly link up to your to all of your Steam VR games. So if you're part of the PC Master Race, which you probably are, uh, if you're looking at VR headsets, I'd I'd recommend those too. Anyway, so um, see, so yeah, I, I I broke down, bought one of those. Uh, there was a sale going on. Basically, was the reason that I decided that it was it was a good time to do it. And the first thing, aside from just goofing around in the virtual reality zone and like getting used to moving around within uh within the VR, I played Payday Two. Which have you ever played the Payday series? No, I've seen them played though. So for those of you who haven't played Payday, which I would recommend, it's it's a fairly cheap game and it's a lot of fun to play with people. Um, you're you're basically just playing a series of bank robbing um adventures of trying to get in take down you know get the civilians to quiet up take out security guards rob a bank get out before the police show up it's a very entertaining game i will say a lot of the missions end up kind of throwing that whole stealth aspect of being able to like sneak in and sneak out straight out the window and it feels like a um it feels like a high budget indie game but what everyone is, wants to know is how well does it handle on the vibe very well it's awesome so the way you move within within the virtual world is you've got these you've got these controllers that um are part of you know the light box setup so it actually detects where the controller's at it has several buttons on it and a trackpad that you can use to like either i'll tell you about the movement in there in a minute but you can use this like point and click where you want to teleport to but then within the zone that you've mapped out so that you're vive knows what your room is you can walk within the world in that region so like for me in the living room there's like you know a certain square that i can walk in if i want to go outside of that to teleport over to a different spot and then in terms of like guns and all that you you know point shoot with the trigger um one of the coolest things is that to reload it has these like side grips on it so you squeeze it to pop out the magazine and then you reach off to the side and like literally grab and load it so like it feels like you're handling kind of a gun (laughs) um you know you actually do have to aim and shoot and one of the having played a lot of payday one of the annoying things about the game was that there's a lot of things you had to interact with where you had to like hold down a button for a bit to take jewelry or unlock a door or something and if you have a pistol in your hand it's like i have to stare at this i have to stare at this wall and hold down a button for x amount of time while i'm getting shot in the back and realistically i could be sitting here like in the middle of it gets shot turn and shoot at someone well now you can do that because you're playing with the vr headset i can be sitting here holding this and doing whatever unlocking sequence and then someone shoots me i can turn over and shoot them a couple of times and keep on with what i'm doing um another really cool thing is in the game i had already unlocked dual wielding pistols which per like a left for dead kind of a situation is just you know wherever you're pointing both pistols shoot that way but now that it's in a vr world and i have two actual hands i was basically reenacting the boondock saints which was kick-ass 
it was a lot of fun standing in the middle of a corridor and just defending both directions with two pistols. It was it was a lot of fun. And initially, the, the thing that was weirding me out was this movement style of like pointing and clicking where I need to go until I started to like get more comfortable with moving in, in the virtual reality. And I realized, hold on, I don't have to teleport myself to some nuanced position next to the doorway that I'm like poking around the edge. I can literally just step or lean, physically leaning around the corner. So once I started to like get comfortable with moving within this zone inside of my room, it really became kind of like playing paintball or something. You know, you're you're in this room. You can peek around that corner. You can squat, physically squat behind the police car and shoot over top of it. You know, you it, you see someone through that that window, you can position yourself to shoot through the window. It it was a lot of fun um moving through there. But at one point I was playing it and they in one of the side screens while it was loading, it was like, hey, you can change how you move if you want. And I was like, oh, let me see how that works. And it was advertising using the trackpad to move. I'm like, okay, well, I, I'm okay with this teleporting thing, but I think I'd probably be more effective if I was moving around like I was holding a controller and then like looking around within the world, but, you know, kind of controlling myself like I would if I was playing, you know, something on the Xbox. No, 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 no. Everyone complained about these VR headsets making them puke early on. I was fine with the move forward and strafe, but to turn, you move your head. And that immediately threw off my equilibrium. Like I'm I'm moving forward and then I like see something in the corner of my eye and I turn my head and my guy turns. I'm like, oh God. Like I, it was weird. You have to actually play with the VR headsets to understand how disorienting that is. But that movement, I tried it for another couple minutes and immediately turned it off. It was, it felt like I was standing on a Roomba. It was, <laughs> it was so strange. And I think if they had let me control myself like a tank, you know, uh, left analog stick to strafe and move forward and back and right analog stick to turn, but then let me look around separately. You know what I mean? I think so. Like in real life where I can walk. Uh, like moving the tank body so that it's pointed in a different direction, but that doesn't necessarily mean you can't turn your head around Correct. like a turret. Correct. My head is a turret. That that I think would have been okay. I could have dealt with that. But the fact that my my body was turning with my head just was a little bit too much for me to handle it. It really threw off my my equilibrium. I didn't puke, but <laughs> my stomach definitely thought about it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I'm going to give it a shot probably later. Um, looking forward to it. In your uh, giant studio virtual reality uh, sandbox, which you so quaintly described as a living room, I'm but. just trying not to make people jealous. Right. <laughs> you know, it's it's a sub it's subterranean too, so you know, you really get that nice dead air so you don't hear the outside world and you can really get into the VR. We have surround sound system for it too, so you don't have to have like heads headphones on. It's real nice. Oh yeah. No, it's awesome. Lasers that just beam the virtual reality straight into your eyes. Yeah. And the whole floor moves, so like it's a it's just a giant trackball that you're standing on. So you can just walk wherever you want and you never hit a wall. Exactly. Like, it's perfect. <laughs> so, <laughs> really looking forward to that. Um, but before we get there, I suppose we should probably talk about this whole Project Zomboid thing, right? Yeah, I, I think, unless there's another game you wanted to mention. but Now, right now, I'm just doing the, the good old Elder Scrolls Online whenever the stars line and we both get on at the same time. And also... Still doing the Total War Warhammer, which I didn't think I would like Total War and the way that they um, 
arrange their uh, strategy just in that the the grand strategy or kind of the turn-based civilization style strategy is really time consuming to to continue through just in that i don't i've never played a total war game before so searching through all the menus and trying to even understand what i can do you know five hours down the line or 10 hours down the line so i can plan it out properly uh, is pretty annoying but it's getting a lot better now that i'm realizing what my options are and what's just uh not valuable versus what is valuable probably like the first time you ever play a civilization game you know at the at the outset, you're like, I got to manage this, this. There's all these fucking buttons, and it's asking me to research a tech, and I don't really know what that means, and I don't even know where I need to go. What's this shit on the ground? What? Why, why do I care about an apple versus a hammer? Like, yeah, there's a lot to it, but after you play a few rounds and kind of understand that the first couple games you're going to play are just going to be garbage. Exactly. And also, with Total War, you play each combat unless you're a pansy and decide that you want to do auto combat. Uh, you play most of the important battles, at least uh, on the battlefield in real-time strategy. So picking oh. out what kind of units you want to have in your army is always kind of, a, uh, I don't know, rough for me, because if it's a new unit I've never seen before, I don't know how it handles. Is it going to ruin my my layout? Because you can only have so many people in a battle at a given time. Uh, so if I have been getting used to having six archers in my squad and I have to replace one of them and a couple of my foot soldiers with some weird gargoyle beast thing, uh, and that I don't know how to use, I don't know if that means I'm going to lose this important battle, even though I have better stuff, I don't know how to use it. (laughs) So interesting. So it's kind of like that old, uh, is probably just between you and myself at this point, but that old, uh, star Wars strategy game. What the crap was that called? Uh, we had it on the Windows 98. It was uh kind of. I know what you're talking the about. The one where you, at the beginning of the mission you you only had like a certain number of slots in your dropship that you could bring down with you. Right, and you'd select which ones you wanted to bring down. It's right. kind of like that except you have to carry around in your army on the big map. So kind of like here's my kinda, magic but real time strategy. Real time when you get into combat, yeah. Interesting. Um and you have to pay for all your units that you have, and you have to make sure that you don't have too many expensive units in your army over time. That's going to drain your treasury and all that good stuff. So now it's fun. been a good, it's been fun uh, learning it. It's just you really got to sit down and do a couple hours of it because with my computer, it takes at least like 20 minutes for everything to be loaded and moving smoothly. So yeah, well, one of these days you'll get me to to play that. I think I bought it. So a uh, different game. You're thinking of uh, Warhammer 40k Dawn of War. That's the one I want you to play. I'm playing Total War Warhammer, which is Total War set in the original universe of Warhammer 40k, which was called Warhammer. (laughs) What? (laughs) It's kind of like, I don't know, the world is Warhammer and the Total War took over and made a Total War version of war or based on the warhammer universe okay so i have warhammer 40k dawn of war and dawn of war 2 and space marines so none of those are the game you're talking about right now correct it's also the different universe warhammer itself was the original (laughs) you know what i'll just take talk about this on our warhammer podcast (laughs) (laughs) i think someone already beat us to that (laughs) i think so too um so yeah Project Zomboid. 
Uh, I probably picked this up back in uh, maybe four months ago, but things got in the way. So just recently gave it another go, put a, a solid 15 or so hours into it since. And, so uh, if you had to compare it to how many hours Kevin put into Fallout? Uh, probably like a hundred times as many hours. <laughs> <laughs> and like half the time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'd would... like to point out that this is a much more complicated game than Fallout. Surely, although it does look just as trash. Uh, I think it's a different kind of just as trash. Right, they meant it this time. <laughs> this <laughs> isn't the best they could do. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, no, this isn't. This isn't necessarily the best they could do. This is, they chose to do isometric layout, whereas Fallout it was of the time. So yeah, Project Zomboid is a isometric game, which means that if there's anything that's tall, you can't see behind it, and if there's any indoors, you can't see inside unless you're right up against the window. Then everything goes all transparent, like, and uh, you can then kind of see. But there's always something blocking view of things that you should be able to see and you can't zoom out far enough to be able to see a reasonable distance and that's isometric in a nutshell so what i'm hearing is your brief reaction to the game is isometric games suck yes (laughs) which i'm not gonna argue with you i fucking hate 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 isometric games it's the worst of the ways of looking at a game so uh Rather than hype on its isometric view, let's see what Steam has to say. So, Steam says that Project Zomboid is an open-ended, zombie-infested sandbox. Eh, sandbox. It asks one simple question, how will you die? Quite literally. In the towns of Muldrog and West Point, survivors must loot houses, build defenses, and do their utmost to delay their inevitable death day by day. No help is coming. Their continued survival relies on their own cunning luck an ability to evade a relentless horde. So, pretty good description of the game. Um, apparently, Maltrog and West Point are both in Kentucky from last time I played. I don't know who in Kentucky named their city town after something out of Lord of the Rings, but seems kind of absurd that somewhere in the U.S. someone would name their town something like that. Right. Um, another thing I want to point out from the Steam page is this game's still in early access. Right. And it... Its release date was 2013. Yeah. So you can imagine that this might be where the gripes that we've had about early access. I don't know if we've voiced those yet, but uh, yeah, this is a great example where it's probably been in early access because people are either A, it stopped making enough money to bother, or B, it's making enough money, but not enough to make it worth actually publishing the final game because people are expecting it to continue to be developed well based on what i'm looking at on the steam page they're still doing updates to it but this is not like i understand when it's in something like imperion or even minecraft or daisy those games i get it because you know like daisy it has good graphics there's a lot of I'm sure collision physics and complicated AI movement and stuff that you've got to figure out. You actually have to get someone to choreograph the movements of the zombies and shit. This is this is a 2D isometric sprite game. What the fuck is taking so long? And it's got like it's got 15,000 reviews. You know, that's a lot of money that it's made at this point just in people who bought the game that are willing to do a review. 
I, I don't quite understand what would take you this long to to put out the game. What else could they possibly be adding? I don't know. It says now with vehicles. I don't know when they added vehicles, but... They weren't there when I first was playing the game, I'll tell you that. I uh, gotcha. But again, well... you're what's there to program? You make it so you can op- you can teleport your character into the vehicle, and now this box on the screen moves? <laughs> um... I'll tell you what they could program. They could program a functional inventory management system. All right. So we're going to dive into that. All right. All right. So <laughs> We don't have to touch on that now. We'll have plenty later. <laughs> Before we move on to that, yeah. I, I appreciate the support of the early access option to get some smaller games up and running or to get someone's, most of the time, really good idea for a game out there and funded so that they can actually make it instead of having to rely on the AAA developers to make more garbage with millions of dollars. But there's got to be either these guys are just not taking it out of early access because they forgot or they didn't they just never intend on finishing the game or they don't understand the difference between this game is functional and it's finished and we're going to put out updates to it and it's in early like you know what I mean this is no yeah. longer an alpha game. This is very clearly a completed game. If you want to update the game that's fine but it's not early access anymore. right early access implies that there's going to be added features in a way that the people purchasing it wouldn't like you know like they might have to overhaul something right like beta or alpha you're kind of expecting big changes to be made right whereas the way this is going it seems more like a game that's done and they're just adding more mechanics to it that are in addition to what's already there which would just be People would be fine if you released a game and are like, hey, we're going to add farming mechanics. We're going to add more building stuff. Like, people aren't going to be mad at you for doing that. Right. The The early access indicates that you're missing parts of the game. Yeah. Like, it'd be like playing Minecraft in the early days when it was just the sandbox creative mode where all you could do is put flowers on top of bricks. You know, exactly. they, they took it out of early access after it was done, and then they added in a bunch of other stuff. Yeah, and that's what keeps people coming back to Minecraft, even though it's pretty old at this point. People still are interested in new stuff. Right. And it's they don't have to have the early access tag on it for that. Right. It is a finished product for all intents and purposes. Um, anyway, so what uh, what were your initial impressions when you when you started up this game? So I liked how the music rolled in. I thought that it was nice and eerie. Mm-hmm. Um, the when you start a, a new game, they ask you which what kind of you have to select which kind of game you want one of them says this is super hard in the way the game is meant to be played and the other one says uh this is for beginners and the other one says this is for expert survivors and i'm like but they're not set in order where it's like beginners this is the way the game is meant to be played and for you know expert survivors it's set with this is the way the game is meant to be played and then a completely different box it says beginners survivors and then there's like challenge section so i was really confused about where i should be starting because i'm a beginner (laughs) but they have the this is how it's supposed to be in a separate category right at the top so i said all right i guess i'll do it the way it's meant to be played because i guess beginners is for casual players and I wouldn't be able to get the right experience otherwise. So I went with that one. Uh, and then they have you set create your character. And it because I didn't understand what any of the uh, skills and stuff meant <laughs> in reality, uh, I think I wound up picking the fireman 
and I just stuck with that the whole time because the fireman gets a little extra strength and is good at swinging axes. And I figured axes sound useful, so went with that one. Popping into the game for the first time, I went through the tutorial, um, I guess, before I started my first game. Uh, and they they did help me kind of figure out what was going on in terms of the menu system. But I didn't really understand like how much menuing I was going to be doing <laughs> until I got into the actual game. To give you an idea of uh, what kind of game this is, if you if you are playing or if you're listening to this on a on a PC, go ahead and open up File Explorer <laughs> and try browsing around a little bit. Um, maybe click on like the C drive. Maybe go into like open a couple menus actually and stick them say. all at the top of your window and make it so that they randomly shuffle around as you as you think of different things to do <laughs> and just drag and drop things from one place to the other like uh, not copy and paste like click on it and drag it over and put it into another file and that's kind of that's like the kind of fun you're looking forward to with project zomboid <laughs> <laughs> i look i'd like to defend it on that but you're not wrong. <laughs> and don't get me wrong, like that's like you might be hearing that going, okay, those are just inventory menus, Eric. Like, don't be silly. But no, this is actual drop down menus that sit at the top of the at the top of the game the whole time. Your mouse is free to move around the game as you wish. Um and in order to like see what your inventory is, you have to go up and click on this super thin strip at the top of the map or like hover over it and then it drops down. And then if you want to know what's in your backpack, you got to click on this little backpack icon and it drops down another menu. And if you want to go into a cabinet or anything that has stored items like, I don't know, a weapon or food, you got to walk over to the cabinet and either right click it and then a drop down will come down from the top of your menu on the other side of the screen. And my favorite part is that when you in order to navigate around houses and open doors and close windows, you have to right-click, and that drops down another drop-down from your mouse that allows you to read and then select which action you'd like to perform, which don't go away unless you click off of them. So you'll have this like drop-down that says, open door, turn on lights, uh, close curtains, break window, whatever. That'll just sit there floating in the middle of your thing while you're trying to frantically kill a zombie because you didn't realize one was coming in. And then you'll be clicking, trying to kill it, because the attack button's also on your mouse. And you might accidentally click go over and open a window. And, <laughs> and I, just, I found that to be really annoying, that those drop-down menus do not collapse as soon as you start doing something else. So let me, let me summarize your initial impressions. Good intro music. Cool. Yeah, All good right. intro All music right. is Sweet. pretty much where I'm at. Right. <laughs> so it's a good game. Good. All right. We can stop now. You don't need to, we don't need to talk about anything else. <laughs> <laughs> uh okay um so we already started touching base on on the user interface let's because of how important that is um let's just quick make sure everyone knows what kind of game it is and then we'll we'll talk about the inventory management and all that kind of stuff because that's that is the crux of the of the game um so what kind of what kind of game is this would you describe it as um i'm trying to think of another game that that looks similar to it that people have seen. Uh, if you happen to glance at Fallout 1 from the last episode, um, it has the same overview. Um, it's You navigate with the keys, and your objective is to survive the zombie apocalypse. Um, 
So you're kind of collecting and hoarding resources and trying to make a safe house that you can then explore from. Um, you're set in kind of a rural, not like a big city, but uh, kind of a small, small town, Kentucky uh, locale that I'm not exactly sure how big the map is um, because you kind of don't, to play it safe, you don't really wander that far uh, from your main safe house. The zombies themselves are the nice and slow kind of zombies most of the time. Some of them move pretty quick, but not faster than you are. So uh, fighting them off isn't bad if there's one, but if there's you know three or four, you're having you're starting to have some problems, right? So it's a it's a zombie survival crafting game. It's yeah. it's an isometric version of Seven Days to Die or Hardcore Survival Mine or pick another crafting survival game. It's like that, but with George Romero style zombies. Yeah, and it's got permadeath. Yes, it does which have Which is important because it takes a long time to set up a safe house. And you would be awfully sad if all that were to be <laughs> thrown into the trash. But it lets you know from the get-go, because when you start the game, before it zooms in on your character and lets you start controlling stuff, it says, this is how you died. There is no... The, the apocalypse happened. Everyone was caught off guard. There's no one coming to save you. This is the story of how you died. So it makes it very clear from the onset that this is this is playing an arcade game and trying to get the top score. Nothing more than that. There is no happy ending to this. You're eventually going to lose. Even if it, you lose simply because you run out of resources in the world, you're going to die. <laughs> right. So that's, I guess, kind of a summary of how how it's set up. I guess one realistic thing is that they don't really tell you too much about how to do things. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you come into the world the first time, you're pretty confused. I mean, you got your basics, you understand what a weapon looks like. You might not fully understand how to equip it just yet, but once you get the drop-down menus together, uh, you figure out that if there's an item in your inventory and you want to use it, you click the, you do a drop-down menu and it'll kind of tell you what you're allowed to do with it, but that doesn't necessarily mean that it's not useful in some other recipe or something, which I found quite annoying but uh, <laughs> slowly you, you start picking up on things and maybe you watch a few youtube videos to get you started <laughs> yeah i mean the the way the game plays is you you touched on the character creation it's a very realistic version of a zombie survival game so like with a dead rising or a left for dead where they're gonna have you slicing through the zombies and you know, killing, having a body count of like 50,000 by the end of the game. This is much more like if you, if you kill 20 zombies by the time you're done, good. You know, you're, you're not, your objective is not to go out there and kill all the zombies in the town. Your objective is to survive and you're, you're a real person in this game. You're not some superhero. You're not some beautiful, brown haired, brown eyed, manly, handsome protagonist of the game that's going to come in and you know, save the world. You're just some schmuck. Um, when you set your your traits, it's a trade-off. You pick a, a, a person, you pick a type of a employment that you had before the apocalypse, which will give you certain traits, which may not be good. And then they have a certain number of traits that you can, uh, or I guess I should say points you can spend. And they got a list of good, and they got a list of bad. And if you want to get some of the good ones, you're going to have to take some of the bad ones on. And the bad ones are are bad and it kind of gives you an idea of how complicated the game's going to get because it's not like oh you 
you can't hold as much stuff. I mean, there is one that that is you can't hold as much stuff, but it's not just that. There's other ones that are like you need to drink more often. One of them is you when you bleed, it's a lot harder to stop bleeding. There's uh, more likely to be infected by drinking, you know, tainted water, nearsighted, deaf. I mean, they they really do give obese. You're not a hero in this game. You're just a person. And that those kind of traits kind of give you an idea of how complicated this game's going to be. This is not a run into a mass of zombies and beat them all off. This is a you're going to run into a mass of zombies. You might get out of it, but you might get infected. You might get cut. You want to break that window to get into the house? Okay. You might cut yourself on the glass and start bleeding to death. It, the game doesn't fuck around and there's a good chance that you dying in the game isn't going to be from the zombies eating you. It's going to be from you breaking your leg as you fell. You know, something stupid, just like in real life. <laughs> yeah, and some of the the other uh, negative traits are like uh, you could be <laughs> very underweight, uh, yeah. which <laughs> you have very low strength, very low endurance, and prone to injury. But it gives you plus 10 points, and that's like the highest negative impact that you could get. Whereas with some of the higher um positive impacts that you can get nothing's all the way up to 10 but uh, you can get like self-defense classes which increases your uh blunt and blade guard so um basically when you have your weapon equipped you can reduce the amount of i guess the chances of you getting bitten yep um by having that kind of perk or maybe the runner which increases your sprinting attribute so it's interesting some of the trade-offs i didn't wind up taking any of the negatives because i didn't know the significance of any of the negatives yeah um i just kind of stuck with picking some of the basic people and going with some of the easy um positives like i think not being as hungry as often or something like that right or um like gymnast or whatever makes you light-footed and nimble so you're less loud which is super helpful they really do change the game, though. There was there was a time that I tried. I took on like some of the really bad ones, like being deaf and being nearsighted, or I think there's even one that lets you be blind, and it literally means that. Like when I was deaf, I couldn't hear anything, so there were zombies breaking into windows, and I, I was playing with Kevin at that time, and he's freaking out. He's like, "Where did that come from? Who made that sound?" I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. I can't hear. Like, I do not know what you're what what's going on right now and then i turn around and there's 20 zombies right behind like it really does fuck up the game real bad uh so that's kind of you know to to get a little more nuanced in in some of the aspects of it you do have to eat you do have to drink you've you actually have a, a picture of your body in the game that can have damage done to it you can get lacerations you can get different types of bodily injuries you have to actually bandage them or take certain medication to fix it i mean it's it goes into uh, a lot of detail but let's let's roll from like the initial starting of a campaign and how it moves through the world so like you start off and it's pretty much right after the zombie apocalypse starts lights are on houses are locked um everything's still intact you can pretty much go into any house and loot it you know the food is not spoiled um, you want to walk from there of the changes that occur to the world around you as you're playing. Right. So as the days go by, you wind up uh, with a lot of those amenities that come with a functioning society going away. <laughs> you stop having the electricity, which makes 
everything really dark mm-hmm. at nighttime. And even inside, inside of big buildings is super dark whenever there's no lights on. Um, who would have thought? Who would have guessed? Yeah. And which you'd think like, all right, we'll just open up some windows. Um, I mean, I think it's a little unreasonably dark, but uh, it, it, if you open up windows and such, like take the blinds off essentially, then it does get bright enough for you to work. The problem is when you kind of want to close your windows uh, in terms of the the blinds because if you uh, get spotted by a zombie from outside, then kind of they all start migrating towards you, especially if they break a window or something, make some noise. Um, Which is very important in this game. Yeah, breaking windows is not a good thing. So that's one one of the things. You also lose running water, uh, which makes it so that you have to collect water outside. Uh, and I think you can gather it from other water sources, but you have to uh, purify it or whatever to make it drinkable, um, which I never figured out how to do, but that's okay. So you just die from dysentery a lot? Uh, I didn't really get to the no electricity part very often. <laughs> There's a lot of dying that went on before then. Um, so yeah, you lose those, and then also... I'm not sure if it's real, but I'm pretty sure more zombies start showing up as as the game goes on, or at least they get more concentrated. Because at the very beginning, I would be able to walk out of my house and only deal with you know maybe five zombies as I venture to the next house. But as the game kind of progressed, I felt like there were a lot more concentrations of zombies, especially around the places I wanted to be. Yeah, and I, I don't know. I don't know if they increased the horde. It could be that you're moving towards more populous areas of the map, but it could also be that sound is really important in this game. Um, If you make a noise, zombies will come, and it does that like domino effect of this zombie heard it, so he makes a noise, and another zombie hears that zombie start moving together. So I don't know if it's because like zombie A starts pounding on the door, and now zombies in a radius are hearing that, and they're starting to cluster because of that. Now they're making more noise. So if just as the game progresses, they just tend to cluster, or if the game is spawning more of them as you get further into it. Yeah, I think it's probably both. It could be both. I think that they, the woods themselves have a lot more zombies than you'd think. There's a lot of wood wooded areas. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, t- I think the zombies get drawn out of that towards where you are making noise just by opening doors and driving right. and things like that. Uh, kind of draw them towards the roads, which then draws them towards the nearby houses. And you just it winds up with some areas that you know you want to be, but there's just too many zombies, so you just go somewhere else. Um, and they do a pretty good job of having the zombies consistently stay in areas that have previously had problems like if you set off a house alarm or a car alarm that area is kind of just done like it there's just going to be zombies there from now on yeah so in terms of the you had mentioned the controls before let's let's double down on that because i have a feeling that's where you're gonna have your major gripe and i'm not gonna really be able to fight you too hard about it (laughs) right so as i've described a lot of drop down menus and a lot of options that you might not realize you have initially so let's say you know you're you're rummaging through some cabinets you pull out a a can of soup or something you're like all right i got a knife sounds easy enough i'll just right click that and it'll be openable and it'll just say would you like to discard this essentially (laughs) it's like no 
I would like you to open that can with the knife that you have, but that's not an option. So I guess I got to go find a can opener. So then you go dig around a couple houses. You don't find any can openers. You discard the can and move along. And things like that are a problem where you'll find a battery and you're like, well, I don't know what batteries go in, but I guess I'll keep that in my back of my head in case I run into something that says it doesn't have power. Or you'll find a car charger and you're like, oh, I guess the, that means that the cars can run out of electricity, right? So you're going through all this and you you start realizing like a lot of the things that you have, you probably don't even know what the options are for them. So if you're trying to look through the menu to understand what you have, you don't get that much information because it doesn't tell you the options that you can't do, um, which brought me a lot of frustration. But, I, you know, eventually you just kind of realize that as you find a new item, you might as well just grab it, stick it in your box, and then fill up your inventory with a bunch of objects and then see what, what new options appear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can't... I like the way that they have so many objects in the game because um, it makes it feel more like someone's actual house that you're rummaging through where, you know, if you were to come into my beautiful studio here, you're going to find a lot of, you know, really cool, you know, acoustic panels on the wall and gaming gear and all that, but in, in chocolate fountains, but realistically in the apocalypse, that's not going to be helpful. You're not going to find until you find my weapons closet anything that you really need so it's very realistic in in that you can go through someone's house and be like okay well they got six books on how to how to skin a cat i haven't found a cat yet and i don't really feel like reading that book so i guess i'll just leave yep or i guess another pairs of pants (laughs) (laughs) right after you take everyone's pants right (laughs) yeah or another inventory related problem is that you, when you're going into like uh, a place that does have a lot of stuff, you wind up pretty over encumbered pretty quickly. Now, I didn't realize this, but you can stick things in the trunk of your car, which is super helpful because it has like 150 capacity versus your like 14 capacity. And it took me a long time to realize that bags, they have like a some sort of attribute that I didn't, I don't, I forget what it's, what it said, but it's like a percent discount on weight. So you put on your backpack and then you put things in the backpack and then their weight gets reduced. Um, I didn't even think of doing that for a long time. So I was just like, cool backpack. I guess I'll just put stuff in there sometimes, but it's like a burden to go into the backpack and like, see what I have in there because you have to click on you and then you have to click on the backpack every time that you go into like a menu or worse you need something from your immediate inventory while you're running away from zombies so you run up and do the drop down menu which covers half the screen and (laughs) then you dig down and you're like why don't i have this and then you realize that it's open it opened your backpack's drop down menu not your drop down menu then you go and have to precisely click on the tiny little cube that is your cardboard box for some reason that means your inventory and <laughs> didn't you see the box you were carrying i yeah i guess you do have some sort of <laughs> just imagine like you were leaving a job and they told you, you had to clean out your desk right that's what i'm carrying around yeah um so that's a problem is the way that you have to cover your screen to select another thing in your inventory they really could have used some sort of larger inventory screen that allowed you to queue up a bunch of things as as hotkey items, you know. 
in your inventory like water or something you know press tea or something to drink water or whatever or switch weapons would be a great one you know like (laughs) if i have a gun and i put it in my inventory it would be really nice to be able to hotkey that obviously i believe there was some way of hotkeying things but it wasn't like a clear like one two three four five marked in your upper thing with inventory boxes that you can drag stuff to yeah i mean i'll i'm gonna try and defend it a little bit just to be contentious because i think and this is gonna be the most douchey like pretentious thing to say what they're really trying to do eric is that they're just trying to make sure that you know, you really feel like you're in the game, okay? It should be difficult to manage your inventory in the real life because you'd have to, like, take your backpack off and go through it. And they're just trying to make sure that it's clunky enough that you're you're not just kind of whizzing through the game. I don't want to whiz through the game. I want to be able to play the game. Yeah, I know. <laughs> As it is, there's really no reason. I do like the way that it's that it's complicated just because of the fact that it makes it cumbersome and a little bit more realistic. Um, you know, in real life, if you stuck your fucking shotgun in your backpack, you're going to have a hard time getting it back out of the backpack in a panic to fight with a zombie. On the other hand, it's a video game and you're trying to have fun. (laughs) Maybe they did include this feature where you could go and you would find a, I don't know, an inventory bar in some box and you equip the inventory bar and then you can like (laughs) place your weapons in the inventory bar. Maybe they could disguise it as a holster or like a some sort of military chest suit that allows you to have your chocolate bars over here and your your little sippies over here. <laughs> little harmonica neck holder so you can just eat your chocolate bar while you're running. Right. Like, I don't care what it is. I just come up with some excuse for me to be able to quickly take out my secondary weapon instead of having to rummage through the box I'm carrying <laughs> or or they could let you be like as you're as if you're in dying light and your job is to be a fucking parkour instructor because that's convenient um but no like one of your jobs that you pick in the beginning is you used to be like a survival enthusiast or whatever so you think in a way that would make it so you're like tactically putting shit duct tape to your chest i don't know i hear what you're saying though that, that could have been something like read a book on you know managing your inventory for dummies and now you now know how to manage your inventory better right or read a book on how to use a book as a hammer so that you can put a nail in a wall like some of the things in order to make a uh i don't know a rope ladder um you need some scraps of ropes and you need a hammer and you need some nails there were several games that i played where i for the life of me could not find a hammer but i did want to have a rope ladder to get in and out of my escape house right so I couldn't actually do that, even though I had like a hatchet, like you can go ahead and allow the hatchet to function as a hammer. If you want, you can use the side of it and put a nail in a wall so you can make a rope ladder. Like it's really annoying how specific they would get with some of the things that you need. Like I understand you need a saw to saw through a tree. Like that's fair. Right. That's what right. saws do. You can't just use anything for that. You can't use a hammer to chop down a tree. But some of the things were getting a little bit ridiculous whenever I'm looking around for what I need. It's like if they asked me to get scissors or something to get um to get scraps of clothing. It's like, oh, you can't tear that with your hands. Or, what are you, some sort of, like, Superman? Normal people can't tear shirts. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, 
or like the the can food i remember one of the first times i played i'm like wait i really need a can opener to open a can of food if i'm starving enough any piece of metal can open this can of food maybe i'll lose some or just time in pounding it against the table i'll eventually open it it's gonna take a while but i'll open it if i'm starving to death (laughs) right (laughs) if i'm literally losing my health bars that i keep track of right (laughs) no i i hear you it's it's a it does feel like it's complicated for no real reason and it doesn't have the excuse that you can kind of give older games of well they didn't really know how to move in a 3d environment or they they didn't have other games to base this on but we've got so many games at this point there's no real excuse for it other than them just being obtuse it's like if you play daisy well to play daisy period but especially during the mod era when they were just basing it on arma 2 there's no reason it should have been so ridiculously difficult to like equip a gun go into your inventory pick something up off the ground like it was overly complicated just because I feel like they wanted to be able to say, oh, our game's so complicated, not anyone can play it. Right. You gotta really want it. Yeah. And yeah, another problem with the navigation of the game is that the way they do the isometric design is like, uh, it's, it's intolerable sometimes when I'm going into different houses because, I mean, you can imagine that you are you got like a, a sky view of the of the house and you try and walk in and then they have to make the roof transparent completely because then you couldn't see anything. And they also should probably make the walls that are facing you transparent because otherwise you couldn't see anything, at least where you're looking. Um, because another thing with the game is only the direction you're facing is uh, actively animated, I guess. So behind you, you wouldn't necessarily know if something's moving. It's like a fog of war. Yeah. The second, if it's not inside of your view screen, it turn, you can see the terrain, but you can't see anything that's uh movable in that terrain i guess right but when you're walking through a kitchen or something they'll make some of the walls transparent but you really got to get in there for the walls to become transparent enough for you to see the rest of the room because half of it could be obscured by a wall that has decided to not become transparent yet you know you're not going to have any arguments from me about the isometric view i cannot stand that style like every time that kevin and Kyle and Mark want to play something that's some isometric top-down anything. I'm just like, no, this is the worst style of game. I cannot stand it. Yeah, so I guess I'll continue griping about it from from point to point for sure. Because <laughs> 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 everything gets interrupted by that whenever you're working with, with the game. is Everything comes down to, why can't I navigate this game easily? Why did they choose this format? But uh. as I said, I I hear you. I did. Re- I do really like this game, despite the fact that its controls are clunky um, and its inventory management is just nonsensical. I think rather than since there really isn't a story to go through, um, rather than just ending it here, I'd like to talk about some of our lives that we lived in this game and go through like a couple of scenarios that we that we went through just to give an idea of what the gameplay's like and maybe some funny moments of how you died or interesting things that you ended up doing before eventually getting eaten. Yeah, I think the when I picked it back up a week or two ago, um, the first one I did, I was spawned in a bar. So I guess, you know, for the story purposes, you can imagine you're 
you know, you were doing an all nighter and, uh, you know, you went back into the bathroom, waited till it closed. And then you went out and kept the night rolling <laughs> and then you wake up on the floor and everyone's a zombie. So, <laughs> so I think that's literally the introduction to dead Island. Okay. Okay. Well, you had a drunk encounter with yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember that. <laughs> oh right yeah i remember the cinematic from that where you're like you meet all the characters and then you wake up as one of them yeah <laughs> <laughs> you're really really drunk <laughs> exactly so i wake up in this bar and i'm like all right cool this is a good place to be you know middle of nowhere kentucky town at a bar there's got to be a gun somewhere like <laughs> <laughs> i can't imagine that this is america isn't it <laughs> right like i figured there would be some sort of weapon there is absolutely nothing in this bar like I check every counter check all the back rooms there's plenty of food which was nice so i got loaded up on food and the game mode i was playing did have food as a pretty limit like things had already been uh, scavenged or whatever is how they described it so you know it was nice to stock up on food first i got so, like a butter knife and some forks as my weapons so it had already been scavenged a bit so you like drunk yourself into a coma i guess and so woke up like a week later right and everybody <laughs> just thought i was dead Nice. <laughs> there was you... alcohol but i think alcohol has a bunch of negative effects and it also makes you happier and it also makes you thirsty i think so I was like, eh, I'm not sad. Not going to carry that around. Yeah. <laughs> so I, yeah, didn't. And I can only imagine you can probably make like Molotovs and stuff. I just never, I didn't know how, so I didn't. Um. So yeah, that's where I started. And I wandered outside and surprisingly no zombies in the parking lot, found a key, got in a car and it was all gassed up and fueled up and every, all the mechanics were working, which by the way, I will give them that they, they did a lot of extra effort, probably too much effort, on the vehicles and all their little components because you can open up the hood of the vehicle and it's like everything. There's like transmission, suspension, wheels, you know, hubs of the wheels, brakes, brake cords. and Under the hood? Yeah, you walk up to the... <laughs> yeah, all of it's under the hood. They give you like a whole schematic of the car and like all the stuff is replaceable and each one of them has their own health bar. But the only things that matter are the battery and the uh, gas in terms of what I was willing to do. So I conveniently found a car that was all functional with a key. So I got in that and I drove down to the bottom corner of what I thought the map was and uh, found a house with two floors. And went in there, got a bunch of kitchen knives conveniently, uh, which are pretty well, like the durability, all your weapons can break and you got to fix them. So the durability on them was good. I went upstairs, covered all the windows, locked everything up, and built a rope ladder after I uh, scr like scrounged around in some other houses to find a hammer. And pretty, it was pretty good. The rope ladders are super nice because the zombies can't walk up them or down them, so they're like a little escape hatch. Um, so I felt like, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty, pretty set at this point. Can't really complain. I got my food, got my water, got some weapons. I think I'm going to go try and find a gun or a better weapon, you know? So I stroll on over to the, to the stores and there's just hordes of zombies. And 
I can't find a gun store or police. Uh, I did find I did find the police station, but it was locked, and I don't know how to get in otherwise. So I I left. Um, and I tried to make my way back home, and I continued trying to make my way back home. And then it got dark, and I was still trying to find my way back home. <laughs> and I wound up driving through this like <laughs> through the forest and all around, trying all the buttons to see if I can find my map, but I couldn't find a map because I don't think that the game has a built-in map that you can access. No, you have to literally find a map. Right. Uh, which I've never, I've played this game for, all, what, I guess 16, 17 hours or something. I never encountered a map. So I guess that the uh, the gods just weren't smiling on me for those runs. <laughs> you have to go to certain places to find. Yeah, I guess. I spent a lot of time inside trying to find things to do that weren't getting eaten by zombies uh but i was driving around right and i'm like getting a little low on gas i'm like all right maybe my new objective should be to go to the gas station right so i continue driving i never find a gas station i never find my house and my get my car runs out of gas and i get out and then i wander and get bored and start another game (laughs) 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 like i had enough food i had enough water i just didn't know where i was and couldn't find a town I think that's one of the key things about the isometric view that drives me nuts in this game is that you can't see where you're going. Yeah, so you yeah. can't look for things. You have to literally like Get scan the area. It, right? right. It's not like, oh, in the distance there, I see a, a McDonald's sign. It's probably where I can get food. No, it's maybe in this little square view area. I'll see what I'm looking for. Right. Also, another problem is you can't see the zombies until they're able to see you. You can't like look down the road and go, oh, I'm not going over there. There's a bunch of zombies right. and cars piled up. You just drive, 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 and then you hit the piled up cars and there's a bunch of zombies there and then you have to deal with it. That's, I, you know, you can probably mod it or something to let you zoom out farther, but probably should have thought about that before I... Uh... There's just a zoom if you scroll. Uh, yeah, but it doesn't go that far. Yeah. Especially when you're driving, you're like, I need to see more than this. It's true. That's fun. Um, I mean, it sounds like you were doing way better than most of the times I played recently. Because it's been a while since I played the game, and I just didn't really remember. And as I started getting it back into it, I'm like, "Ooh, this is a little bit more work than I feel like doing on a like an hour that I have at the end of the day." <laughs> I have to remember how to really play this game before I can do it. Um, the one that I do remember from way back when Kevin and I were actually playing this game when it not when it first came out, but early early on um every which map we were on but we had it took forever to find each other because as eric said there's no map and even if you find the map you have to know what you're looking at to be able to tell where you are this is not like like for anyone who's played daisy some of the times daisy will give you a map some places you go to it doesn't but point is you can see where you're at based on where it spawns you and sometimes it'll even tell you you're at russian word and eventually you kind of know where that is. You can get like sight recognition of, oh, I recognize that landmark. I know where I'm at. There is none of that in this game. You you cannot. Last night we were playing a little bit and Kevin's like, I'm in the trailer park. I'm like, do we know if there's more than one trailer park? No? Great. Like, so we, we just kept wandering around this trailer park looking for each other and couldn't find and just eventually gave up. This older time, though, we spent forever. We finally found each other. And um, at that point, we had tons of food, tons of weapons, pretty well set. And I'm like, let's 
let's try this out and like actually try and survive. So we went into the city. We fought our way through some alleyways and got trapped in some store apartment over top of a store. Um, I think we were looting it for food and it got dark and the zombies came in. We just like closed the door and boarded it up, which became our house just because of the fact that we were there. So we used that as our home base. We offloaded stuff. We started figuring out how to build things, made like only one entryway. Um, I don't know if they had rope ladders at that point, which I remember pointing out to Kevin. So if they trap us in here, we're, we're dead, right? Like, there's no way out. We're on the second floor. We can try jumping out the window, but I have a feeling we're going to break our legs if we do that. And he's like, well, what other choice do we have? There's too many zombies and we have too much crap now to easily relocate. So we're like, all right, we're just going to deal with this. Got out. Um, he went looking for food. I went looking for weapons. We found the gun store. I could not figure out to save my life how to get into that store. Uh, but also found another store that had a bunch of weapons and we were doing pretty good. Came across a mall and started going through that, which was ridiculous because it was filled with zombies. But we had gotten real good at the, at the combat at that point. So we were doing a pretty decent job of fighting. Um, but one of the nights we went back to our house and I was, think reading a book and uh on how to farm because we were trying to figure out okay maybe we can make a farm somewhere outside of the area because we noticed a lot of the food was going bad and kevin was building something and i started hearing a noise and i think kevin had been hard of hearing in this game so he wasn't really hearing it i'm like do you you hear that he's like no I'm like hold on i go down the steps in our place i'm like there's a lot of banging going on and he walks down. He's like, no, I'm I'm starting to hear it now. And it's getting louder. And I'm like, I think they found us. Apparently, we had dragged the zombie horde from the mall back with us. And they were just slowly surrounding us and just pounding down the building. And the zombies in this game, I think they can break walls and shit. So eventually, they broke the door in, in the main area underneath us. And we're starting to pound through the door at the, at the top. We tried fighting them, but after we started, like, one of us went back upstairs and opened the window and looked outside and we're like, fuck, there's a lot of zombies. And we had, I mean, we had guns at this point. We had everything. Someone, I was probably me, stupidly shot at one of the zombies to see if, okay, I got a shotgun. Maybe I can clear out a bunch of them and just made it worse. And uh, eventually, I think Kevin got taken down. And I'm like, well, I don't have a choice. So I jumped out the top window, broke my legs and was like basically crawling away from them before they finally just converged on me and, and ate me. It was such a disappointing end to our our extravaganza because we had been doing so well. We were doing good about getting back to the house quietly and not uh, doing exactly what ended up killing us. And then that one mistake of going to the mall just put an end to it and, and ended up getting us killed. But it was a very satisfying conclusion to the game because it wasn't like we starved to death, which was the way I normally died or or went sad to death. <laughs> right. Another one of my rounds, I, I had spawned in some random house and I was fortunate enough again to find a functioning vehicle. And, you know, I'd looted all the stuff, killed a few zombies and all that. <laughs> but the best part was I was running out of food. So I was like, all right. I'll just get in my car and go explore a little, find some food, right? But it's raining, and I'm like, eh, I can deal with the rain. So I get in the car, start driving, the rain gets worse. And then the rain gets a lot worse. And then the rain gets so bad that I can't see anything while I'm driving. <laughs> like, there's just a thin, the whole TV screen is pitch black except for a thin sliver in the direction I'm going. And I'm like, wow, this is bad. 
And then it turns nighttime because by that point I was lost again. <laughs> <laughs> it turns nighttime and I'm like, all right, this is a little ridiculous. Now I actually can't see at all. There's just a faint glow in the streak on the screen and I just have to stop moving. And I get out of my car and I can't see anything at all. And I just start running in some random direction until I see a faint light on the screen, which was a building, which I was able to get into. Um, but apparently I had collected quite a following of zombies who I guess know exactly where I am, even if I can't tell where they are. They just start like clamoring on all the windows and doors and stuff. I'm like, well, this is great. This is perfect. I run out the other side of the building, run down the street a little, get in another building, and by that point, I'm already pretty scraped up from zombies and all that good stuff. But I'm not, like, bleeding or anything. I'm not bit. Uh, I don't have any weapons anymore because I broke them all on zombies. And I <laughs> I get into this building, and it's, like, a concrete, kind of like a shed uh, that I go into. And I just, like, hit the wait button. The, I can't sleep because there's no bed or chair or anything in there. Um, so, but, so you can, like, fast forward the game with a... There's like arrows on the top that you can fast forward with. I like fast forward 3x, and it seems like it's start starting to not be stormy anymore. So I like poke my head out the window, and there's just like mobs of zombies just in every direction. They haven't seen me yet somehow, <laughs> but I don't have anything. And the build all the buildings I'd been to since the beginning just didn't have any weaponry, food, or water. So I'm like starving and I'm also thirsty and I don't have anything to kill the zombies with. So I make a break for it and pretty soon I'm like tired and there's just a mob of zombies behind me and I just can't shake them and I get eaten. <laughs> but don't, don't let me fool you. Most of the times I die in this game, it's because I'm looting and I open up a door and I didn't realize it. But apparently there was a big mob of zombies that heard me ruffling through <laughs> some doors and they just get you. Because you can't run when they're t in contact with you. You have to push them away, and they just flood over you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, personally, my way of dying most of the time was through, like, the elements or starvation or something like that. Most of the time, I'd get to a point where I'm like, I'm bleeding, I'm starving, I'm dying of dehydration, and my person's sad. I'll just go throw myself into the zombies at this point, because I clearly have lost, and I don't know where I am. Yeah, I... I did have one fun run, which did end with me just getting swarmed by a zombie at some random scavenging activity. Um, but I like set up a whole house with like a rope ladder and everything, and I had everything blocked off. It was pretty safe. And I set off the, ho the house next door's alarm, so I have to leave all my stuff behind, and I run away because there's just lots of zombies. Fortunately, they're all distracted with the car or with the house alarm, so they didn't really want to follow me around. Um, and I get to the school building, which has a second floor, which I got to, and I found a dead-end hallway that leads to the roof. Um, and I couldn't find out if there was any way for me to build a rope ladder off the edge of a roof, because apparently it's really difficult to put a nail on a roof versus putting a nail next to a window. Um, and the drop-down menus just didn't allow for such things as putting a rope ladder off the edge of a roof. Um <laughs> Which was super frustrating because I was like, this is perfect. Like, I can escape this way. So I wound up breaking a window and sticking a rope ladder out that, which worked out because school buildings don't have uh, openable windows. I don't know why. They just really? Huh. Yeah. Okay. They, they were just sheer panes of glass that you had to 
smash to get out of. But uh, maybe that's how they build them in Kentucky. Maybe that's how they. I don't think our school buildings op- windows opened. <laughs> maybe in the old place, but I don't know if I ever tried. Yeah, they. Uh, so I was like up there, and I like took all the school desks and just filled the entire hallways with them. <laughs> and I don't know if zombies can get through them, but I never saw another zombie up there. So it probably fixed the problem. I don't know if they can break them or what, or if the zombies just see them as like impassable impassable objects. Object. Yeah. But I did manage to keep all the zombies away, which is again one of the very sad ways of dying is that you. You just, I was just on the scavenging run, and then all of a sudden a swarm of zombies got me because I opened the wrong door. <laughs> but I was so set. I spent so much of my time arranging all those desks to, safe, <laughs> to make a safe house. But then you just get swarmed because you didn't notice a door was shaking. Yeah, but that's that's what I like about the game. I like the fact that it, I like the fact that it has the balls to kill you in a way that makes it feel like you're in the zombie apocalypse. But I would like. See, I would have found that as like a fun thing if I didn't have to restart completely because of it. If I could respawn with all my stuff lost, I'm fine with that. And then I can continue having fun and continue making things. But instead, it just makes it so I don't really want to make anything or read a book or anything because all that's going to, you know, I got I got real time I'm spending on this game. <laughs> yeah, I mean, permadeath's always a problem in these kinds of games where it's... You know, it's the same reason eventually you stop playing Don't Starve or, you know, Minecraft on super hardcore mode because you spend all of that time building up your your building and digging <laughs> and resource mining and then it's gone and you're like, hmm, maybe I just don't need to play this anymore. <laughs> and it's fun with Minecraft because you can choose to play that mode. Right. So, you know, you have like the I'm going to make a real cool thing with a whole bunch of real cool traps and stuff. And then I'm going to play hardcore mode where I try and be ultra minimalist and spend as little time po- as possible, you know, hoarding resources and stuff. Yeah, I feel like there. I think the problem with it is the fact that it's so complicated and it throws so much at you from the beginning that you feel like you should be reading books and you feel like you should be doing all these other things and building stuff and all that. But I think that's kind of just there for the people who are really good at the game like when you're on your 60th game and you're now getting to the point where you outlast the food supply that's when you need to start trying to play as a farm that's when you need to start reading books on how to you know irrigate your farm and that kind of stuff where you're already good enough at it that you can survive 60 days and outlast the food supply right and i would have bothered to read up on like carpentry and stuff if i even knew what that unlocked you know, right. like and I don't even know what happens whenever you become a really good, I don't know, what's the, like the metalworking version. I'm like, do I really want to spend my time doing this? Do I have to make a forge? Do I have to like, what do I get? Can I build like a mech suit? What's the, what's the end goal of me leveling yeah. up this thing that starts at one bar and goes to 20? Right. Yeah. And then that's, I think kind of where it's, for how long it's been in early access and how much quote-unquote development has occurred, you'd think that they'd be willing to put a little bit of a, hey guys, you should probably start playing as a blah 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 and ignore all this stuff for your first like few games. And just so you know, when you get better at the game, maybe try out, you know, just give it a grade. Fireman's Easy. Uh, Burger Flippers Extreme Hardcore. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, and yeah, just a little bit of a, hey, before you go wasting all of your money, this is where even just like a skill tree that would let you know, you know, like when you play 
Elder Scrolls or something. It says, hey, you can look down the list. If I get real good at this attribute, eventually I get to vomit fireballs. Cool. I'll go that way. Right. Or with the carpentry skill, like there is a crafting menu that I looked in, but it didn't seem to have like a, you know, first 10 things are lit up and the ones below that have a little locked thing that says I unlock it after I get to, you know, level two carpentry. And it has something cool like, you know, wooden bear trap or wooden (laughs) spikes or, you know, something like that that I know I'll get whenever I upgrade or I can assume that I'll get once I upgrade this thing, you know, it didn't have, it wasn't super clear to me whenever I was sorting through that, that I was going to be able to get those, or if I just needed the correct resources to do that, not, not super clear. And see, you might think I just didn't play a lot of the game because (laughs) that's not the case. I collected a lot of these resources. I would always just be missing like one thing to like try out these parts. Like I need a blowtorch. Like I don't, think there are blower torches as far as i can tell but i guess i'll wander around and see if i can find ye old smith and see if they have blow torches in their cabinets and this is i mean it's one of the problems with a lot of these survival games that most of them almost require you to have a wiki page open and a side screen to play them to their full extent which is frustrating i i, I don't really like playing my games like that because i feel like i'm cheating but I don't really know how you'd go through these and end up finding that kind of stuff out on your own. You, there is a certain point where it's like, I don't know how to do this, and you're not telling me how, game, so I guess I just have to go ask someone else who has more time than me. Right, or like, if you walk up to a car and you right-click it, it should say, you know, siphon gas in red text, and then drop down over, it requires one gas tank, or requires right. one, any container. Can I use any container for this? Do I need a gas tank? I'm not that sure. Probably shouldn't need a gas tank, but might need a funnel if I don't have a gas, you know, like. Right. If you're going to do the drop down thing, you might as well do a big drop down tree of all the possibilities that I could possibly do. Right. <laughs> no, I, uh, I hear you. Um, so as for as for ranking, um, where would you place this? <laughs> uh, I mean, I'd give it a meh, probably. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'd, I would definitely play it if there if I had spare time and there weren't other games available i would probably get good at it and play play it to a better extent than i have um but i definitely wouldn't play it uh over most other crafting type survival games fair enough um as for me i'd i don't know if i if i'd put this in the better category because i do go back and try and play it every now and again but usually i get past the character creation and go i don't have time for this like it's not that i don't i won't play it again because it's bad as much as it's i don't really have the time to invest in this kind of a complicated game right now um i want to because i really do like this game and i really do like all the nuances to it um and you can feel free to shit on what i'm about to say and i fully expect you to uh what I what I like about it, and the reason I really would like to have the time to go back and play it is, it kind of encapsulates everything I like about the concept of a zombie apocalypse. I like the idea of the surviving. I like the idea of being able to, you know, not really have a good chance of standing against the horde. I, I like the fact that the zombies are really challenging and the way that they have them reacting to the environment and how, you know, you have to be careful about how you move through the environment. It's much more about 
the survival and the stealthing and collecting resources than it is going in and breaking zombies' heads open. Um, if they could take the nuances of this game and combine it with, you know, a dead dying light or something like that, and actually have a decent first-person world that I can move around through with all the bits of this game you know hey you don't you don't want to fight them zombies you can go right ahead but you're probably gonna get swarmed and held down and have your nipples pulled out that'd be great that being said it's you know what you just talked about the fact that you can go driving around and it gets so stormy like it would in real life that you can't even see you know you can't stay in your car because the zombies are going to come so now you got to run away and go hide and cry in a basement and hope they go elsewhere and then they don't and your choice is either starve to death or go outside again. You know, it's it's what attracts me to the this concept of a, a zombie survival. You know, trying to go and survive against the elements and see how long you can last before, you know, you inev- inevitably just die. Um, and the fact that the game gives you the opportunity to use some ingenuity to overcome the obstacles of, okay, I could get stuck in this house. What can I do to avoid that? Oh, I can fill the whole room with desks. So the zombies can't get to me. Oh, I can, you know, put something as simple as planks across the door. Now they can't get in here. If I need to get out, I better put a rope ladder. You know, it's the stuff that made me enjoy playing uh, Seven Days to Die, where, you know, I turn this whole barn that I end up using as a home base into this complicated network of, you know, different ways to get up to the roof, different ways to get out. That's the the fun of the game. You're surviving against the elements. Um, but this one's just a little too complicated. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, I would probably err on the side of something like State of Decay in terms of what I'd like them to put the complexity onto so that you can, like, see down a road and tell what's going on or, like, look into a house by just looking into a window would be fine. Right, that's why I'm saying dying light. Being able to throw something like a bottle or a radio so that all the horde goes that way. Because they're super duper sensitive to sound, like... It would be really nice if there was some way to distract them with just any object that you find. You know, if breaking a window is enough to draw an entire horde towards you, then tossing a bottle should draw them all away from you, you know? And I think there's a way to do that. I just... But it's complicated. Yeah, and I don't know. How do I drop down menu to throw a bottle at a specific location when I can't seem to... Do I right-click on the bottle? Do I... Do I equip it as a primary weapon and then right-click where I want it to go and then say throw bottle? Am I going to have... Is it going to make me walk over there accidentally? Right. And if I do experiment with that, then I might just accidentally jump out a window because my guy said, oh, he wants to go over there. Right. <laughs> Which, I, hey, as I said, I get it. There's a reason that I, I keep opening this game, playing it for an hour and stopping. <laughs> <laughs> it's also the, the, inab- the inability to go find other people when you want to play with someone because usually it's like oh kevin why don't we play project zomboid we had fun with that in the past then we spend 30 minutes trying to find each other and go we should play something else yeah they definitely i don't i obviously haven't tried the online i imagine that it would only make sense to spawn you in the same place you would think (laughs) especially with no map yeah and uh, i get it i get it but i would if you want to put it in the well we're trying to be realistic realistically i know this town right right i live small town kentucky (laughs) i know where the general store is at least give me like a mind map or something where you like look at your your mind map and it says like i would like to go to general store and gives you a little indicator that way yeah like a a little green haze on the edge of your screen it 
as I said, I do like this game. It takes a lot of my interest of, of the zombie apocalypse scenario and does it right. But I think really it comes down to the isometric view that just kind of fucks it all up for me. Um, as for a shitty one-liner, what do you what do you got? <laughs> File browser the game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fair enough. Yeah. File explorer. <laughs> Too long didn't play. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one. That's a good one. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, how about Project Zomboid? I usually die of boredom first. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, though, like, uh, whenever I was in the school, I spent a long... I That was probably one of my longer playthroughs. I probably spent, like, two or three days just sitting in the, in my little hut going, yeah, I'm surviving. <laughs> cool. Uh, my person's getting bored. Time to tell them to read a book. Here they go. Ooh. Reading that book. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I guess I'll go open a can. God, where did I put that can opener? <laughs> uh, munching on some of that good old canned chili. This game is so fun. <laughs> like when you're stocked up is probably the most boring part of the game. <laughs> yeah, not to not to extend this out too much further, but there was one game I remember where I was trying to be a farmer. So I like immediately ran out and found some country area where there was a farm. I found a book on farming probably in the farmer's house, and he kind of had everything I needed, and I got bored so fast. I'm like, my guy needs to read this book to be able to do it. Now I'm going to plant my seeds. Now I'm gonna till- now i got to go out and water it every day. I'm like, oh, I don't think I can do this. This is like, this is like everything about those job simulator games that makes me not want to play them. <laughs> i got to stop. i got to go do something else. Right. If you had like a survivor entourage to be like, all right, I know how to plant seeds. I've planted them. Now go take care of them for me. That would be right. better. Or if you had like a group of people you were playing with where, you know, as part of the mundane task that you have to do at the start of the day, like, okay, we came back from surviving and, and scavenging and killing things. Quick, go water the plants. I'll quick go flush the toilet. You go pull water from the sewage drain and we'll go purify it. Like, <laughs> You know, everyone goes and does the mundane task to make sure everyone's surviving, and then we go do the fun thing the next day. It probably would be manageable, but the fact, it's like playing Don't Starve on your own. Eventually, you hit a point where you're like, my entire day cycle is spent just, like, picking things up off the ground. <laughs> I'm getting bored. Yep. Picking up traps, killing the animals, st- stringing them out to dry, and then doing it all over again. And then it's winter time, and you just sit there and wait. <laughs> just cross your fingers and put wood on the fire <laughs> right <laughs> this wouldn't be fun in real life either <laughs> right and the, and the fact of the matter is you're not actually going to starve to death so you don't really have any stake that keeps you from just quitting right <laughs> and eventually your brain realizes that and goes you should probably do something else <laughs> maybe i should play something fun right i wonder if they have any games in this game <laughs> It's a good game, though. I do like it. Um, so, anyway, social media plugs, kind of. Uh, come find us on Facebook on the Utter Descent page. I Hey, guys, interact with me. I'll interact back. No one's done that, so I'm just having a hard time really feeling like there's a reason to go hang out on there. Uh, same deal with Twitter. If you can follow us at, at Utter Descent, if you start interacting, I will definitely start giving a crap and being on there but i'm not mo- much of a social media junkie to begin with so i'm not really gonna hang out on there if no one's talking to me um 
As for where you can find us, look us up on Podbean, iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, Spotify, you name it. We're on there. Prefer Podbean because that's where we're hosting from. So, you know, check us out there. It's a great, great app. Easy to use. Tons and tons of podcasts on there. Uh, As for what we're doing coming up, we... Okay, so coming up eventually, we've got Kerbal Space, Rocket League, and Stanley Parable. It's up to Mark when he wants to do that, so we're just kind of waiting on him to be ready. Uh, Kevin and I are supposed to be doing Mass Effect 1. As we mentioned earlier, we're also doing Sekiro. And uh, Pat and I had a conversation about what we're playing next. We're going to do Fable. And in the same way that I'm, ha- he's having me play through the Assassin's Creeds, I'm going to have him play through Fable. So we'll see if that game lives up to the expectations that my memory has for it i'm not too hopeful um but you know in the same way that pat was real psyched about me playing assassin's creed and then bored himself to death climbing up towers slowly (laughs) i might be like oh yeah fable was so much fun and then get into the game and go wow this did not age too well uh so that's that's a couple of things we've got lined up eric and i are playing through uh elder scrolls online and at some point in october we should be doing halo reach so the first and the long line of Halo games should be coming up uh, in the near future. Um, and with that, I think we've kind of wrapped everything up, and we will catch you guys next time. Yeah, sounds good. See you later.